Welcome to Food Fight, the food podcast where we debate food topics despite having no real culinary knowledge, yet we still defend our uneducated opinions to the death. I'm your host, Kirk Pinchon. I'm your other host, Lindsay Gentile. And each week, we take one single food theme and dissect it, discuss it, and debate it within an inch of its life. We offer no answers, nor solutions to these food dilemmas, only more chaos. Lindsay, we have a very special show. I know, I'm so excited. But before we get to the specialness, just yes. bring your A-game. Don't mess things up. Don't embarrass uh, me. Don't be that girl. Trash you, man. We need you I, to keep it together. I need to be week. a pro instead of the trash monster that I am. But before we get to the specialness, <laughs> we have some stuff happening. I have to give our uh, poll. Last week was our vegan yes. episode. And we asked... Yes. Are vegan restaurants worth the price? 87% said, nope. All right. We're going to have to ask our guests how they feel about this too. Should we bring in our guests? Let's bring in the guests so we can unpack this this first. So you bring this up. This is all you're doing. You're the mastermind on this. Well, it's not really my doing. It was a listener of ours and a listeners of theirs. Um, we have today our special guests are Nick and Leah from the Were You Raised by Wolves podcast. Hi, guys. Hi. Hey. We're so excited to have you. And our we had a listener, Amy, write us in. And she was like, oh, my God, you're friends with Leah. I'm obsessed with her podcast with Nick. You guys should do a crossover. So here we are. Thank you for coming, you guys. Thank you for having us. So delighted. Great to be here. Two big questions then. First of all, vegan restaurants, overpriced? I, t- I saw Nick vehemently having an opinion there on was, that. There was a lot of like, there was a lot of nodding going on on Nick's end. Well, it's all about value. It's either value. I don't <laughs> mind spending a lot of money. Like, I'm happy to spend a lot of money on certain things. The question is just, is it good value? Mm -hmm. And I think I have to learn more about what is this restaurant? Because that's a big category, too. A lot of things are vegan restaurants. You know, you have, you know, 11 Madison Park in New York, and then you got your local juice place that's giving you some wheatgrass. So, you know, everything in between. So uh, what, what are we really talking about? How about this? Would you spend $17 on a walnut pate? I mean, I live in New York City. I spend $17 on a coffee. <laughs> You're like, that's really that's a good I'm the deal. wrong person to ask. Oh my God, this is so cheap. <laughs> Lindsay, how much money did you spend at Sun Palace, which is a very oh. well-known uh, vegan restaurant in Studio City? How much Sun money? Sun Cafe. Sun Cafe. When I ordered for the show to try all those yes. things, it was probably like $80. Yeah. For, it was like three things. I, I got two things in like a small side, basically. Yeah. And it was probably like, but I ordered it. So that added some extra, but still Sun Cafe's entrees are like 23 to $25. I haven't actually been to a vegan restaurant in Los Angeles yet, which feels. Wrong. Very lo- not Los <laughs> Angeles. Me. Not, uh, no. No, really? Wow. I have been to the farmer's market, brought home vegetables, cooked them myself. So I feel like maybe that counts. That that will count. We will allow. We need to take Leah to Sage. I need to take Leah to Sage. You and Sage. That's my goal now in life. That's my goal. Like you work for Sage. That's just is this a vegan restaurant? Yeah, and there's a few locations. There's one in Pasadena, and there's one in Echo Park, and it's really, really good. I have a plan. Let's go to Pasadena. They have this incredible dog park and then we'll hit Sage. Wow. <laughs> the, the LA is growing on her. It certainly wow. It hit me so hard so fast. You've changed, Leah. And I just met you five minutes ago. <laughs> I have a second well, question for Leah and Nick yes. real quick before we get into it. No, take your time. Do your thing. Oatmeal raisin cookies. Thoughts? Oh, I'm a hard solid no. Cookie. It's a no, solid cookie. I'm a no. Nick, oh, thank I'm you. So disappointed Nick, in the Nick men in our lives. Gets it. No. It's a cookie. No, Leah, it's a I'm breakfast food that they're trying to pawn off on it as a dessert. <gasps> well, but I life agree. is not about or, it's about more. <laughs> I mean, you can have both of these things. Yeah. Now, well, Leah, what about yeah. the oatmeal cookie with chocolate chips? Then I'm mean, that's a yes. It's the uh, raisin. It's when I see raisin. something and I think, oh, that might be a chocolate chip, and then it becomes a raisin. Mm-hmm. I feel destroyed. Uh, <laughs> it's like conned. getting a Milano thinking it's mint and then it's orange. Oh. 
orange yeah. Milano is a crime Ooh. against humanity. <laughs> Wait, I have never felt so seen by Leah being on this podcast right now. I might cry. I am so about the oatmeal. I hate the raisin situation so much. Last question before we get into. Oh, wow. I'm already place. upset. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Uh, uh, thoughts on ranch dressing. I've actually never had ranch dressing. You're so that like, is the uh, most Nick answer I've Nick ever. I am familiar with ranch flavor because I have had cool ranch Doritos. So I am mm-hmm. aware of the world that yep. it exists in, but I have never been to the Hidden Valley. <laughs> uh, I don't know where it is. Uh, so I, I, I can't uh, weigh in on oh. this. Wait, I need yeah. to unpack this. I need to, <laughs> before Leah, to, wait. I've never seen an episode of Oprah. <laughs> and I feel like at some point I was like, I know I should watch the show, but I spent mm. so long not watching it that I'm going to like stand my guard and just never watch it. Is that what happened with ranch? Like, how does that happen? I mean, I'm open to it. It just doesn't come up in my life. Like I'm not at salad bars uh, that often. So like, I, I guess if I was in a casino at an all you can eat buffet, then maybe I would put some ranch dressing goop on some iceberg lettuce. But uh, it just hasn't come up yet. Ranch dressing goop is exactly right. Wow. Okay, Leah, thoughts on ranch dressing? So I didn't have ranch dressing until later in life. I, I you know, I had heavy parent. My mom makes her own obvious dressing out of oil and vinegar and, you know, herbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had a friend in high school who was heavy into ranch and she actually used it as a dip. She would dip mm-hmm. Ruffles potato chips into it. And it really became like the most... Uh, you know, when you're like, I'm going to do something bad, you know what I mean? And that's how I was introduced to ranch. So that's, that's how I think of it as like, uh, a a thing you do to yourself. uh, You know what I mean? It's like naughty, naughty, it's a naughty, dirty dip. It's a naughty, dirty, ranch is a naughty, dirty dip. You're you're being bad. You know, you're being bad. (laughs) You're a yeah. trash person. You're like, I don't care. I Nick nailed it with the goop. It is a bit, but I, actually, I do it think is. it's delicious, but it goes with like a Ruffles potato chip situation. It's a dip. It, I think of it more as a, it's so heavy. It's like a yeah. dip. We're exactly. not, we we're not a, a huge ranch We're, we're not a here. ranch family. So we're, we <laughs> applaud uh, that you are not uh, pro ranch. So hooray, hurrah. I mean, I feel like they passed the test. They are. I think they, they passed the test. Very unique, interesting. We cannot, we cannot proceed. <laughs> we cannot proceed. This Imagine you just booted us from the Zoom. You were yeah. like, no, we're like, no, mm, done. Nah. done. Leah we're eats over. ranch as a dip. Like we're out of here. Out. So the so the test has been passed. We can go on a second date. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Um, Thank you guys so much for being here. I just have a question because you have a, a podcast called Were You Raised by Wolves? How did that start? A and B, were you raised by wolves? Uh, so it started because we were kind of living in a time when things were getting a little aggressive out there. Like maybe you've read some comments on the internet about yourself perhaps and you're like oh this tone is a little aggressive and so yeah. i like the idea of like oh is there something i could do in that world to maybe maybe take the temperature down um and so i reached out to leah who has a very well-earned reputation for being one of the nicest people in comedy um granted we are grading on a curve but <laughs> she is very nice <laughs> and um i was like i don't know what the show might be but i'm thinking about doing a show where we kind of just talk about like being nice to people and are you interested in like figuring it out? And she was like, I'm game. And so that's how this happened. And then um, the pandemic happened in which case our show kind of became this weird alternative universe where we were talking about like being polite at the theater or in restaurants or at parties, which are like things that we cannot be doing right now. Mm -hmm. But there was something kind of comforting about talking about this world that we all wish we were still living in. And Mm -hmm. so we really kind of found an audience in our own voice during the pandemic. And then here we are, hundreds of episodes and thousands of questions later and still kicking. I love that. Leah really is the nicest person in the comedy world. Yes. Oh, definitively. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Comedy world is a rough world. (laughs) Which is weird because Lindsay kind of (laughs) sucks. Yeah. I mean, because I was raised by wolves. You you were definitively raised by wolves. 
I was. So you guys, I, I, you know, I started listening to your podcast and I, the older you get, the more you realize, like if you were actually raised by wolves, you're like, wait a minute, not everyone's parents like does this crazy thing or whatever. And, um, right before the pandemic, my parents were here in town and we had like a barbecue and I had some friends over and my dad, I saw my dad like literally standing over a grill with like a hot dog in his hand and a burger in the other hand, like eating both while everyone else was like starving. Like we were all just like <laughs> sitting around a table starving. And I was like, wow, like I've really had to teach myself like how to be like a normal human being. Like there it is right there. Um, but we've talked about on the show, like I just went on a trip with my parents and my dad ordered a milkshake and it spilled on the table and I watched him take a straw <laughs> and sip it up off the table. And I was just like, oh my God, like I have had to work so hard just to be like a normal functioning person in society. It's yeah. Really it's amazing that you came from him. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> really it's shocking. I mean, you're not that much better, but you're are yeah. definitively better. Honestly, there's nothing I would want to do more or... It's a dream to drink off a milkshake off a table for me. I, well, you're I welcome like, to. I feel you're like I'm absolutely welcome to. Holding myself back. I'm holding myself back <laughs> from being like, don't lick the table, Leah. Just let it go. Let it go. You're not going to go to etiquette jail. I mean, you're, you're <laughs> yeah. welcome to do whatever you want to do. Um, but, you know, there are consequences. It's hard to uh, fight the urges is what I'm saying. Leah, is it one of those things where you're like, if I do this, there's no going back. I've, well, now, I've, crossed, I've crossed the line and there's no going back. No, it's more like I'm so afraid that th somebody will be in the vicinity who listens to the podcast and they'll be like, Ooh, what? An animal. Hypocrite. <laughs> yeah, I think I actually messaged Leah after my dad dropped a cat's. We were at Cat's Deli and he dropped a pastrami sandwich on yes, the floor of Cat's Deli. And he picked it up and took a bite of it. And I think that I actually wrote, Liam was like, I just want to let you know. Our second roll. But off of the cat's deli floor, I don't think so. But also, isn't he like, I'd say five second roll and fiscally responsible. I mean, what's he going to do? Right. Not but I either. also think. But then he's got to pay right. for it. Well, I, I'm sorry. You already you can't paid have for it. Place. <laughs> no. I support your dad. But this is but not I even an etiquette thing. This is a food safety issue. <laughs> That's true. It's a salmonella issue. How about if you and wiped it down with hand sanitizer? Ah, oh, problem solved. <laughs> and then just uh, lather it with mustard. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. Your dad's lived through worse. <laughs> it's true. But wait, no one else's dad has eaten a sandwich off of the cat's leg floor. Am I the only one here raised by wolves? <laughs> You're. You're, I think you're alone on that one. I don't, I don't think I was raised by wolves. I have one etiquette story that I'm going to call out on my brother who listens to the pod and is generally a very good guy. But when he was, when we were kids, he sneezed, kneeled down and wiped his nose on the rug. Oh, wow. Like, didn't like even do a sleeve, just literally bent down and wiped his nose on the carpet. Good for him. And oh. I was like, he's my older brother. <laughs> I was just like, what? I couldn't even believe it. And he's not going to believe that I said it on air, but I don't care, Brian. You did it. Own it. So it's like um, next level. That's like, yeah. I mean, that's almost the point where you tip your hat. You're like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, very Slow good, clap. sir. Yeah. Well done. I hope he was like 30 when he did that too. <laughs> like it was like 2019. <laughs> it was fine. Oh my God. That is so yeah. funny. Um, I was listening to one of your more recent episodes, Nick and Leah, where you had someone that went to dinner at their friend's house and their friend like sent them a bill for the groceries. Yes. What they cooked for them. Wait, and I was just. What? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, come over to my house. Oh, let me cook you dinner. Oh, thanks for coming. And then you're in the car driving home and then like, bring, here's a payment request from Venmo. Oh my I mean, God. Yeah. That's, that's so like rude. real. It's just so next level. Like 
just don't have people like in my head i'm like yeah. why why would you just eat, why would you have people over like i don't understand why you would even host anyone ever if you think that way i mean for a lot of people i think they see relationships as very transactional mm-hmm. and so yeah. that's just part of it it's like oh i spent money and this was sort of a transaction and so i need to be reimbursed I'm not excusing it. It's gross. (laughs) Right. But I think that would be the charitable explanation for why someone could Mm -hmm. arrive at this, which is bonkers. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine even going to that, thinking that like, okay, this is what this person knows. Thank you so much. But I think a lot of people do keep score, like in in all the relationships in other ways. Yeah. Um, Totally. A lot of people have that instinct, which in hospitality is not a great, or friendship is not a great instinct to have. But I think a lot of people do have right. that. And that definitely leads to etiquette problems. It also doesn't make your life better, like carrying all that around, you know, mm-hmm. in your mind. Oh, that this person owes me this and this. Yeah. It just doesn't, it's not a path to a good life in any way. It's exhausting. Yeah. I think like the older I've gone, the, the more I've learned about like, you know, I remember who taught me to like, always bring something when you go somewhere like little by little as you get older like you have to learn like if you're having people over like you're cooking and then you hope Mm -hmm. maybe they'll bring something and if you always if you feel like you're always cooking for this person and you're always hosting this person and maybe they don't bring anything or they don't ever contribute I could see where maybe you wouldn't want to host them anymore but to like be like here's your Venmo bill I was just like oh damn I also feel like from that question, our letter writer drove a long ways, I believe. And she's like, I spent more than that on gas. Right. Yeah. Ooh, that's a weird, that's a weird text to get. You just all of a sudden like, oh, oh, shit, I owe money? Yeah, I didn't realize that was a restaurant. (laughs) I probably would have left a much worse Yelp review had I known. Oh, my gosh. Should I ship you as well? I mean, that's crazy. Crazy. Kirk, have you ever had anything like that? Anything weird like that in your life? No, I'm completely normal and sane. I'm not saying you, but I'm saying <laughs> has anyone ever like done anything weird like that or sent you like a weird FEMO or expected money out of something? No, you? but I was going to ask, uh, I was going to ask Nicolia uh, an etiquette question. In, if, if I help you move, you know, you are one point in my life going to help me move. Mm. You are owed me. If I You're help you move. asking if that's correct? Yes. If I help you move. Mm. And I'm like, sure, I'll take my Saturday. I'll help you move. Do you, after I'm like, hey, that was fine. Great. And you're like, thanks so much for helping. That was so great. In your head, you go. I'm going to have to help him move whenever he asks. I can't say no. Mm. Yeah. I think that's why you don't ever ask friends to help you move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I think yeah. that's really the lesson there. It is actually yeah. just cheaper and easier to pay professionals to yep. do it for you because yeah, I, yeah, no one wants to be owed a yes. move. Cause also yes. when I'm going to call on that favor, I, I may not have the same back muscles as I did uh, <laughs> back when I, you know, we, we helped each other last time, Yeah, you know, we're all getting older. So I don't <laughs> right. necessarily want to be schlepping. And also inevitably when I help you move, you're going to be in a five story walk up. Um, <laughs> you've taken yep. up the harpsichord, you know, who knows <laughs> yes. what we're going to be. <laughs> It'll have been 10 years later. Remember 10 years ago, Nick, when I helped you move? Well, I'm yeah. moving now. Come on over. Right. So it is actually sometimes easier to not ask people for favors. <laughs> I feel that way about the airport. I don't ask anyone to take me to the airport or pick me up from the airport because I don't want to take anyone to the airport or be like, I, I do not want mm-hmm. to do that. So yeah. I just figure it out. So when people ask me, I'm like, don't they know the rule in Los Angeles? You don't ask people to take you to the airport and pick you up. We don't do that here. Yeah, that's right? a rule. That's an LA. Yeah, how do you feel about that? Do you take people to the airport? I do. Um, but I, I think it's because I'm in this weird post New York place where I find it so delightful to own a car and um, to make. I also, when I, the times that I've come here visiting, I've had so many wonderful people just come and pick me up and help me get around that I sort of feel like. I owe it forward, not in a bad way, but like it made me feel so nice when people sort of took care of me 
that I'm happy to go. I'm more than delighted to, the, to go get people. I have, uh, I'm more than happy nice to do it. I will make yeah. you jump into the car while I roll by. I say, what terminal are you <laughs> at? Stand by the pole. Tell me what letter it is. I will slow down, unlock the door and you better jump, but I'll, I'll go there and then I'll drive you wherever you're going. Leah really is the nice one. He's the nicest wow. comedian in the world. That's crazy. I, I don't, I'd like to know like the longer you live here, if you still feel that way. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't do it. I don't even do it. If I have the day off, I'll go pick my sister up at the airport. But if I'm like working at all that day, I'm like, you can Uber, you know what to do. I'll see you soon. In New York, it's not even a question. Yeah, like, New York that would be an insane no. request. It's like, oh, <laughs> please pick me up at Kennedy. No. What? Yeah, right. That's, Those that's words don't are make you? sense. Yeah. There's also yeah. an air train in New York. Like you can get on the right. air train. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, they make it pretty easy. I mean, it's a schlep, but it's easy enough. Mm-hmm. It's doable. Well, I guess we should talk about our topic. <laughs> Let's <laughs> do it. Let's get knee deep into it because it's that time of there's, year. There's a holiday around the yeah. corner. It yeah. is my, I think it might be my favorite holiday. I'd like to know what you guys think of Thanksgiving. Um, are you guys big Thanksgiving people? What's not to like? It's a celebration of food mm-hmm. on a Thursday. I think that's <laughs> yeah. great. It's a yeah. win-win. Love it. I think a lot of Jewish people like love Thanksgiving because we don't really get like a cute Christmas like, you know, other people do. So we like take take Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving on as like our big like winter holiday. So it's always been very big in my family. Thanksgiving. Um, Yeah. Do you guys do a big Thanksgiving? Well, when I was growing up, Thanksgiving, I found to be extremely stressful because it was when my parents would sort of be breaking up the time between their families. So I felt like it was just sort of like we were, I never really, it was very stressful and it was always like, um, and then, so I didn't, I never had any feelings about it. I liked the food. Um, and then my boyfriend now loves Thanksgiving. And so I've actually gotten much more into it um, because it's more fun and relaxing as opposed to being like, did we spend the right amount of time with the right family members? And is somebody else going to be mad at us? And you know what I mean? Right. So as I get older, I'm enjoying it more. I like how Thanksgiving gets interpreted by different families because it's always the same template. Like there's always mm-hmm. sort of this, the, the tent poles that we have all mm-hmm. kind of agreed on as a society. Uh, but I love seeing how that gets sort of reinterpreted in California or like the Southwest or the upper Midwest. Right. And it's sort of like, oh, interesting what tweaks you make or what your family makes to like the standard template that we all have kind of in mind. Mm-hmm. And I love seeing how it sort of gets um, sort of different lenses to do that meal. Yeah. Kirk, what you, do you guys do a big Thanksgiving? Yeah, because you didn't come last year, so Woo! you wouldn't know. You wow, were invited great. and said no. So I, I invited I your best people in my life. I invited your best friend, and she had a great time. <laughs> Leah, it was like Nick went. and I. No, I was going to say this feels like this was deep. Nick and yeah. I walked into a topic we Lin- learned where Lindsay our back is straight. Couldn't make it because she was with Bradley's parents. So a lot of air quotes happening. Yeah. <laughs> it seems legitimate. It seems legitimate that my boyfriend's family wanted to spend it with us. And I'm okay. going to say, no, I have to go to Kirk's house. Yeah. That's exactly what you do. And they go, oh, I understand. Kirk's wonderful. And then we just All move right. on from there. But and then Kelly we had bring a it up exactly a year, over, a year later. A year later. <laughs> yeah. Still bitter. Every it year. It was wonderful. Uh, we do things. I have Thanksgiving food. I'm going to go ahead and say issues. Uh, I don't enjoy mashed potatoes. Oh, wow. Overrated. Don't care about stuffing. Think it's overrated. Oh, that's my. <laughs> I know. No, I get it. I, I get mean, it. what can I expect from somebody who likes raisin cookies? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Thank you. Nick, back Thank me you. up. Help me, please. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I, I can't get on board with the uh, anti-carb position you're taking. <laughs> no, I like yeah. carbs. I'm here for carbs. Here's well, you like. just... Uh, put the kibosh <laughs> on mashed potatoes and stuffing. And stuffing. So, what what do you like, if anything, or do you not have any joy from this? <laughs> Many people say I don't have any joy, so that's very perceptive. Uh, well, obviously, the turkey's wonderful. Uh, we oh, so do- that's actually the wow. That's, that's the most unusual position of all. Most oh, people would say the turkey is the weakest link. No, they are the, the In and Out Burger French fries of the meal. Wow. I agree a thousand percent. No way. Turkey, 
Turkey is the center for a reason. Then people are doing Turkey wrong. Turkey is wonderful. Also, no gravy. Don't like gravy. So you I just don't have like to a few slices of dry turkey on a plate. <laughs> and then uh, some dinner it. rolls. Okay. And then the, dinner, you rolls? Did, dinner rolls are great. Oh, I love dinner rolls. Here's the thing that you missed, Lindsay. Um, my wife is uh, Chinese and she makes Chinese sticky rice for the stuffing. So it's, it's uh, rice and Chinese sausage and mm. yams and mushrooms. Mm. Wow. That, that sounds good. Yeah. yeah. And kind of, yeah, yeah. Eat that with the turkey. So that's, I eat a lot of that. And then just copious amounts of pie. What kind, what's your favorite what, pie? Yeah. What's the pie situation here? I mean, it's, uh, it, there's got to be two pies. So there's going to have to be a pumpkin and then either chocolate or one of our friends will bring a, like a strawberry rhubarb. Mm, okay. I can get down with all of that. What do, you, yeah. do you guys do pecan pie? Do you, are you into People that? No, it's pecan, pol- polarizing. Don't like it. I'm not here for it. I like it. Nick actually got me for my birthday a very kind um, birthday present that was uh, gluten free. You know, I can't eat. I can't eat wheat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very nice cookbook, and the the what my first adventure into it is going to be a pecan pie with, al- with almond with an almond you know base. I bet you that almond base is good. Free. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. You're my dad does a, a picture of that. I will. And we always do the same pies because my dad cooks a great pumpkin, his, mm. his, his signature. And then my boyfriend does a chocolate pie. So we have the exact same uh, pie. Ooh, you got to have two of each. That's the, uh, I love that. What exactly is chocolate pie? Like, is that like a pudding like a and a pudding? Pie? It's like a pudding. Okay. Or ours is like a pudding. You can do it as a pudding uh, or like a mousse. Yeah, it's like pudding moving towards mousse. Yes. But it's a single crusted pie and then it's pie crust. Is that what yes, it is? pie crust. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay. It has some like whipped cream. We need a whipped cream element there. Yeah, it's like a whipped yeah. cream on top. There's a top layer. Got it. Okay. I can go for that. I think we're going to need to see a picture of that too, just so Nick can really get a good idea. We need to see all your <laughs> Thanksgiving pictures this year. Nick, you've never experienced chocolate pie? I mean, I, I've had this thing. I just don't think of that as a Thanksgiving item. Oh, for me, right. it's a, a pumpkin pie, obviously. Yeah. Uh, American, after all. And then <laughs> apple pie, I feel like it's kind of a classic baseline. Sure. Some people uh, yes. try to throw in like a coconut cream or a key lime. I don't know if Thanksgiving and meringue goes together. I, I don't feel great about mm. that combination. I would agree. Um, I don't think so. But uh, But in terms of other pies, I mean... Rhubarb, I guess that's sort of seasonal. Mm. Strawberry, I don't know, in certain climates. Um, I really feel like if you just stick with apple and pumpkin, that's a good baseline. Would you do a would you do a uh an ice scuba ice cream on that, Nick? I like a nice chantilly, if we're gonna be honest. A little <laughs> little whipped cream, a little sweet yeah. whipped cream. Do you do it right on the top or do you do a little dollop next to the side? I like adjacency because I like to determine the right ratio per bite. Adjacency is important. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Also, like if it's going to be ice cream, that's actually quite heavy. And depending on the texture of what we're talking about, you could actually sink into the item and then that's not great. So I, I want to have the density on the side and not have gravity sort of affect mm-hmm. the, the dish. So I would agree Solid. with that. I would agree with that, but also counter... Ice cream doesn't belong on pie. Ooh, now you say doesn't. That's incorrect. Doesn't. Mm. Don't don't don't. Ice cream mucks up too much stuff. It makes I it see all why wet. this show is called Food Fight. It's really <laughs> difficult, you guys. I know you guys. I do like, want to just uh, reach out me. and throttle. Yeah, it's, yeah. Little, what about with a warm pie? Difficult. No. At first, I was like, oh, do we have to fight? Can we not just have polite disagreements? <laughs> no, now you understand, no. like, you, it's so enraging. It's like you want to be a normal person and just go, okay, that's cute. But, like, no, it's so enraging. To have I mean, what's wrong that. with ice cream for you? Like, walk me through it. What is emotionally happening for you? Here's, well, ice doesn't cream. doesn't like high. ice cream. No, 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 like no. So that's obviously, like, a weird thing to say. So I just need to understand <laughs> yeah. why no. someone could arrive at that. I, I used to love ice cream. And then over the years, I've gotten to a point where I just, I love dessert. 
So it's not like a, like oh, I'm trying to be healthy or whatever. It's just that over the years, I've thought of un- ice cream as just kind of becoming mid in my life and I don't need it anymore. So I'd rather eat like cookies or cake or chocolate. So ice cream has just gone by the wayside. But even and if Nick, I... Nick, nothing happened. Like nothing, no, happened nothing happened with him and the ice cream. It just all of a sudden he decided a, that he doesn't want it anymore. Yeah. Are you doing it wrong? Is that the problem? <laughs> no, I've gone like, like my, my whole family, they love ice cream and we'll go, they'll go to like real, like, you know, the artisanal, um, ice cream shops and I'll just be like, okay, well, I'll just wait for you guys and not get anything. Doesn't and they're like, anything. well, you're weird. I didn't get anything. And but that's all just, types. Yeah. Uh, gelato, even gelato. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I we're just, we're I having just, a passaggiata in the evening in Florence and we're strolling past the Piazza della Signoria and somebody's like, oh, let's get gelato. And you're like, ass. <laughs> Okay. I'm like, he's going to get a tiramisu or like a cookie or something. I would never get a tiramisu, but uh, I would go, I'm, I'm, I will go on this journey with you and I will share it vicariously through you. And that will be wonderful. But the bigger issue so, is so doesn't ice cream on pie just, it gets it all wet and soggy and I don't want that. I feel the same way with ice cream and cake. It just, it makes it all wet and soggy and goopy. And what about ice cream cake? Ice cream cake is a travesty. Okay. What about I, ice cream It's like ice cream sandwiches. cake is my favorite thing. What's going on with you? Wait. <laughs> you guys, know. don't leave. Stay. Don't leave. Don't let him run you away. It's going to be okay. I used to like ice cream um, sandwiches. Those are pretty good. But I have to do this every week, you guys. And I and like he likes to needle. Like the fact that he started with the oatmeal raisin cookies. Like he likes to like get in there. You know, like no. he wants to be controversial. I don't. I want people to like oatmeal raisin cookies. That's why I was excited. And when Nick's like, yeah, it's a cookie. I feel like you've lost any platform to stand on when you call ice cream cake a travesty. Ice cream cake uh, does not belong together. Quite it possibly doesn't belong most- together. What? You, you, you can guys- have ice cream, you can have cake, you can't have both. Everybody calm down. I feel like I'm at Thanksgiving <laughs> with the relatives. This is so not etiquette. I'm so down. sorry. No, I think it's perfectly fine to live your life this way if you are comfortable. <laughs> Um, Don't with the choices you made, people. <laughs> I think the problem is that this just does affect your relationships with others. Oh, yeah, and 100%. I think does. when you have sort of these extreme positions, <laughs> yes. I don't know if you're being mindful of how it affects those around you who care about you. And well, so I guess that's really be- the question: Are you comfortable causing harm to the people <laughs> around you? And is that mindful of their feelings? And um, is that empathy at the end of the day? And I guess that's really the question. Are you being mindful of the people around you? And when you're not, I mean, that is rude. That's, that's rude. I just got taken to task by Nick. Oh, my God. My wife's like right nearby, too. Thank God she can't hear. Um, no, you're probably right. But I would say, like, if people are going for ice cream, I'll go, I'll drive you. I'll take you to ice cream. I'm just not going to get it. So don't, don't be upset if I don't get the ice cream that you get. You go get the ice cream. I'll go get a cookie somewhere and we'll all be happy and we'll all share in the dessert wonderfulness. I just won't be the guy with the ice cream. So are there any other sort of well-established combinations that we've all agreed are great that you don't like? Like peanut butter and chocolate. Are you one of the the best things I've ever had in my life? Okay. All right. So at least we have that to live on. Yes. All right. Should we get into Thanksgiving then? We took a big detour. Yeah. Should we get into our Thanksgiving now? I was thinking about like, you know, Thanksgiving is controversial. We learned that it was all kumbaya with the Native Americans and, you know, then the Mayflower came over and then you grow up and you realize like what actually happened and you feel kind of weird about like, you know, those hats we used to make with the feathers sticking out. There's a lot of like controversy surrounding Thanksgiving that we, we as Americans love to ignore. Um, but I was looking at weird Thanksgiving history, and if you can believe it, it's been worse. Okay, it's been a lot worse. For example, <laughs> at the turn of the 20th century, Thanksgiving was more like Halloween. Children and adults would dress up in masks and host costume crawls in big cities like LA, New York, and Chicago. And the children would dress up as poor people and it was so (laughs) popular and there were so many little kids dressed as poor people that Thanksgiving was nicknamed Ragamuffin Day. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine, could you imagine, then I was thinking when we were younger, like what Halloween costumes, like 
one of them was um, a hobo, like with the stick and the little bag and stuff. Like, could you imagine if someone did that today? Yeah. I forgot. Well, especially for Thanksgiving, that would feel a little unusual. Yeah. To dress up for Thanksgiving. Like you had a friend come over for Thanksgiving who's like, happy ragamuffin day. And they're just like, not just that, but what would you do today if, like, what would you do today if someone you knew for Halloween, let's just say, dressed up as something really controversial and you were supposed to like hang out and like head to town with them? Like, what would you do? I'd be like, I can't, I, I, I can't. I think I you want to give them the benefit of the doubt that they don't realize what they're doing might be offensive to some people or everybody, depending on what the it's costume teachable, is. It's everybody. a teachable. And so I think you it, you should say something and and do it in a polite way, um, not accusatory. Use a tone that's sort of non judgmental. Um, but you know, I think I know. I certainly, if I was about to do something that was not appropriate, I would want a friend to stop me from doing it if I didn't realize I might be doing something wrong. So I think you, if you have that relationship with that person, I think that is the right thing to do. I don't think you want to yeah. let them, you know, do that thing if possible. Um, and I don't think you necessarily need to sort of like be out with them all night and sort of encouraging it. So, <laughs> yeah. but I think with so many of these situations where it's sort of like, oh, this is an uncomfortable situation, polite and direct and private. I don't think we want to make yeah. a good show of this conversation, um, but pulling someone aside uh, whenever there's something that concerns you, whatever it is, I think that's always sort of the right way to go. All right. I have another a question for you guys. So do you think it's time to retire the Turkey pardon? So I have a question. Every year, the president pardons a turkey. Every year, yes. there's never a year where the turkey hasn't been pardoned. So I guess my question is, why even do it? Unless you're throwing an audible one day, they're like, nope, this turkey's bad. It's not getting pardoned. And they kill the turkey to eat it. Then what's well, the point? Well, there's something to be said for tradition. I mean, if you had that line of reasoning, like, why do we do a lot of things? Wouldn't it you be know? interesting like, to like, start? no, this turkey was bad. This turkey committed crimes. We're not going to get into it. We're going to kill. We're going to kill the turkey. We're just going to kill the turkey. Just because every year it's going to be pardoned. I feel bad for all the other turkey. I feel like if we're pardoning one turkey, should we just pardon like a few more? Like I feel like it's kind of rubbing it in the turkey's face. Like we'll let this one live, but the but rest of them are don't you have know, to have all it, of them live. Isn't it better that at least one makes it? Do you know what I mean? What, do we know what happens to That's the, the thing. Is turkey? one really making it? Is yes! Really They're setting it out. They're setting it out. They're putting it on a farm. They let it, they let it go live on a farm. Until next Thanksgiving, and that one gets taken. No, that one's been pardoned. It has like a necklace or something, so they know that's that's the one that's been let off. Are you serious? It doesn't, it doesn't feel Maybe. like we're doing enough. <laughs> I mean, Leah was like, like, oh, okay, I guess she knows. I was buying it. <laughs> we're going to have to do more research, but I feel like it's like, the bare minimum, and we're making a big deal out of it, like we're heroes to pardon the turkey. But it feels like we could do a little more, don't you think? I just think I mean, whole, I eat I eat poultry, so I can't really say anything. I, you know, turkey's the best part of Thanksgiving. Already said it, so I mean, nobody here agrees with you on that, and guarantee nobody, nobody listening. That. You're is, in the <laughs> is the concern with the pardon that there's no suspense. <laughs> that like you know how it's going to work out yeah. or is it that it's the turkeys being pardoned or is it the fact that it's a, just this annual tradition that has no point like what's, it's what's your tradition quibble? that doesn't have any there's there's nothing to it it's a it's a like groundhog day maybe it's going to see its shadow maybe it's not where with the turkey pardon you're like well it's going to get pardoned so who cares yeah but i think it means a lot to that turkey until it gets chopped up six months later. But it's not. It's the tar- pardon turkey. Leah already said that special necklace. <laughs> they already said it got that special necklace. And they're about but to kill it. But does the turkey like, nope, know it's being pardoned? Like, oh, it's I'm sure it does. They, they, he was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to get eaten. And then. Well, first like, the turkey had I'm a pardoned. lobby. So <laughs> yeah, the turkey yeah, already right. went through that whole process through yeah, the chain of command. True. Already had a Very meeting true. with the chief of staff. Yep. Like it, you don't just show up at the White House. <laughs> so there was a lot of behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, first you got to start with congressperson. You know, yeah, it's they, a whole they've thing. done the groundwork, so they deserve to be pardoned. But do you have an issue with the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree lighting? Like you know, the lights are going to turn on. <laughs> 
Right. That's a great point, but I've never really watched it. So I guess that's a, a valid point. Is that, are, they so are you watching the turkey parting, though? Is that uh, appointment viewing oh, that's for a, you? That's a tra- pinch-on tradition. <laughs> I see. No, it's not. Are the lights different every year? Yes, but so yeah. is the turkey. But they look about the same. Come on. All turkeys look the same. Kirk, I'm going to give them this one because they they seem really passionate about the turkey pardoning. So I'm going to give them. I just don't understand what what would be wrong with it. At least one turkey is being set free. It's just a thing we do. I I feel like it's like. I question that the turkey is really being set free, I guess, is part of my issue. No, that turkey is being set free. Mm. Okay. But is For it really sure. going to have a nice, like, I'd like to see it like six months later. Like, why don't they update us on the turkey? Like, it's like getting its nails done and like having a nice day. <laughs> I think that's a good camper. point. Like, having a spa you know what day. I mean? Yeah. I Maybe wanna, they like, could start an Instagram journey. account for it and yeah. be like, this that's, is what the, I'm down for that. Also, have you that. been surrounded by turkeys? Because they are aggressive. And I think that. Yeah. Like in Maine, you'll get turkeys around your car. I feel like those are where they're taking all the turkeys because once they've been pardoned, they just are like, well, we're stopping cars now. <laughs> they're very confident. And that's how I know they all have that necklace on. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> these are the pardoned turkeys. This whole necklace yeah. thing, I'm, I'm fully invested in. <laughs> well, I think we should start the Instagram account for the pardon <laughs> turkeys. And then we can give that. it the blue check mark on Twitter because no one's really following what's yeah. going on there. Anyway. It doesn't matter. Hello. You just have to pay $8 a month to yeah. Elon Musk. Right. Worth it. Well, the turkey can pay it. We spared it. It's live. I mean, it may yeah, as well. It's it something, you know? Yeah. All right. I want to talk about you guys got a listener email that has to do with Thanksgiving. So I thought we could discuss. Um, Leah, do you want to read it for us? I will read it. I have a question regarding how to handle when a casual friend invites themselves to anything you are doing. Example, if you are mentioning you are meeting someone for lunch and they invite themselves to come, they do not know the person you are meeting. Question mark, exclamation point, upset phase. It has gotten to the point that they are now inviting themselves to our home for major holidays. I want to be kind, but it is very bold, capital letters. I feel to invite yourself to someone's home for a major holiday. Am I right? What do I say when they ask? What do I say when they ask? Can they? And then they specify that they have no children. Ask if they can come. Yeah. It's a couple that are inviting themselves over and they don't have kids, but our letter writer has kids. They've asked if they can come over for Thanksgiving. I am not trying to be selfish, but we would like, but we would really like the holiday to be with our family. Our children are in college and we only see them a few times a year. We live in different states. Really not trying to be a Grinch. Is there a delicate way to say no? I love to entertain and cook, et cetera, but I feel that they are not being polite. Interesting. Ooh. I I'm kind of triggered just listening to that. It kind of makes me mad. Nick and I often oh. talk about how it's like our letter writers are often the people who are someone's doing something rude to them. And then yeah. they get into the position where they feel like they have to be rude to tell the people to stop. Right. But it's like, yeah. you didn't do anything. And now you have to like, people put you in a position where you have to like feel uncomfortable. And you're like, but this was you. Why do I yeah. feel bad? That's really right. interesting. That's so true. You shouldn't have to be put in that position. I feel. Mm-hmm. So what what would your advice be? What would you suggest? I would probably like, because I'm a little bit of a people pleaser where I would for a couple of times be like, yeah, of course, come, of course, come. And then I, I would have to be, I would have to say, hey, you know what? Our kids are coming for the holidays and we really haven't seen them a lot. We're just going to do a family this thing thing this year but why don't we do blah 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 and I would make like some other plan with them either like a friendsgiving cocktail or something so I wouldn't feel totally like a jerk that I let them down I guess yeah but why should you feel like the jerk because I just do like in this situation I would feel really weird and uncomfortable Mm -hmm. to have to like stand up for myself and my family basically of like I'm sorry like it it is really rude to constantly do it I understand if the person was like hey what are you guys doing for Thanksgiving do you want to do like a mashup or something this year with both of our families 
but it doesn't sound like that's what's happening. It mm-hmm. sounds like the person's like, we're coming too. And like that, That's. I would be like, okay. That, and then resent them. I think if it's like, cause it started out with like coming to lunch or dinner, I think I would have been like, okay, yeah, just come on. And it's kind of a one-off. Like you can, we'll do this once. You can do this once. I feel like when it's a holiday one, you have the, everyone understands the shorthand of like, oh, sorry, it's it's like family time. And that kind of gives you the out. That's almost like why you have a family, to get out of certain things. And so mm. if that's one of the outs you have, then you just say it that way and don't explain it as much and go, oh, yeah, you know, it's it's just, it's our family time, period. And then mm. let it hang there because you've established that's family time and then you don't need to say anymore. I don't know if you even need to give an explanation that it's family time. And if you're going to like listen to Miss Manners, she would say that you just say that it's not possible. Unfortunately, it's not possible. And you leave it at that. Those words? It's not. Unfortunately, it's not possible. (laughs) I could never do that. Like that. I'm watching Lindsay grab herself. Like you it's, said, I think it's such a good time to practice. Like these, these people that keep asking the same thing, it's a good time to practice being like, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Unfortunately, that, that's not possible is fantastic. Because once you start giving explanations, mm-hmm. then it becomes a negotiation. Mm-hmm. Right. And once it becomes a negotiation, well, then you're going to lose. <laughs> and so if you really right. don't want these people in your house, then we can't even go down that path. And you can set boundaries and be polite at the same time. These are totally compatible concepts. It is not one or the other. And so you can set that boundary, which is like, unfortunately, it's not possible to join us for Thanksgiving. That's. I feel like you could use that in everything in life. Unfortunately, yes. that's not possible. Yes, that works for saying no to a lot of things. Oh, wow. And in general, more of us should be saying no to more things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Leo, could you say it's not possible? Um, of course not, but I (laughs) dream about it and I do feel like I've gotten significantly better at not giving explanations. And like in this situation where it was a family thing, I, I would say, Hey, it's family time. Can't do it. Oh, but aren't Um, we family? And you'd be like, no, I would be like, no, you're immediate family. Oh, we're just two. We, we, we won't take up much room. I'll bring this in. That's not possible. Oh, it works. <laughs> oh, it really does work. Oh, we'll just uh, stay for dinner. We won't stay past dessert. Not a good time, not but thank you. <laughs> you could say not a good time, but thank you, you think? I just can't even. I would be like, uh, of course, we'd love to have you back. I mean, we, we love having you every time you come over. Uh, just this year, you know, we have like a thing going on in our house. Like that's literally where I would start to spiral. What kind of thing? <laughs> oh my god i'm so glad you asked that we are hosting a, um you know bradley's family has like a bunch of people in town there's like a lot of people coming and i just like you know oh that sounds so fun oh great <laughs> you know so, so it's not like a small intimate thing where we might be in the way it's actually a big thing and what's two more people you That's don't even great. notice us wow it's um, really giving me major anxiety i think i would i think i really would <laughs> have a hard time with this one. And I would definitely like be able to be like, Hey, we can't do that for Thanksgiving. But like the night before, why don't you come over for drinks? So like, why don't we meet for a drink? I really don't think I could say that's not possible. I think but maybe, the I idea of saying that. no, and then pivoting to something you can say mm-hmm. yes to. I think that's a nice sort of, uh, sort of JV version of this. So if you're not ready to join the varsity etiquette team and you're still <laughs> yeah. JV, then yeah. Yeah. of course it's not possible, yeah. but I would be delighted to have coffee with you uh, on the Friday afterwards or yeah. some other thing. So I'm, I'm not giving you what you want, but I'll give you something else. Mm-hmm. And that right. is often a nicer way to say no when you need to say no. I think that's a real Lindsay move, to be honest. But you know what, though? I learned a lot about myself in this situation and yeah. I need to be better at being like, no, that's not possible. You know, that, unfortunately, that's not possible. Nick, let me ask you this. If you go, unfortunately, that's not possible. And the person uh, counters with, why is it not possible? Because it's not possible, unfortunately. 
Oh, I love it. Sticking to it. So good at this. He's really sticking to it. He's really good. I I, I said it differently. Yeah. It's not possible, (laughs) comma, unfortunately. (laughs) Unfortunately. Two different things. Surely you'll understand. I am. I really admire that. I. You know, my sister's like that. Like, I'll send her an email. Like, what do you think if I say this to this person? She'll, like, cut out, like, seven sentences and be like, just ask for what you want and move on. And it's just a really hard thing to do. But it shuts that person right up. I mean, if someone said it's not possible, I would not say anything else again. I would go, oh, okay. (laughs) Or, like, a real-life example from my life this week. A friend who lives out of town just texted me, like, hey, I'm coming to New York. Can I stay with you? And it was sort of like, mm. unfortunately, I'm not set up for guests. Love to see you when you're in town. <laughs> That's great. Not, wow. I'm not set up for guests. Not set up for guests. Not yeah. set up for it. Unfortunately, it's not I've possible. I've had to say that. Yeah, I've had to say that. I've had to be like, my space is really small. There's no door. Like when no, I your space studio, is small. I'd be like, oh, well, that's fine. I don't take up much room. I'll take that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is great. Or I'll, I'll be in a chair. I, never... I love vertical sleeping. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love sleeping upright. Um, yes. Wow. Well, look, I hope you changed a lot of people's <laughs> lives for Thanksgiving <laughs> with your answer of sorry, that's not possible. And Kirk, I think we should try that in our lives over the next few weeks. Oh, like I'm 100% people... using it. Unfortunately, that's yeah. not possible. Unfortunately, it's not possible. It's not possible. I think it's so interesting to practice and I have practiced this in my regular life, letting things drop and then not filling the space. Like I'll say things like, sorry, that doesn't work for me. And then just trying not to explain it. And then I almost like physically have to bite my tongue to be like, don't, don't fill the air. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't. Why doesn't it work? Because it doesn't work for me, unfortunately. Yeah. And I think most people can, I mean, this person is obviously incredibly aggressive, but a lot of people, they're just asking. Then if you can't, they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. No worries. I've I've been there where I'm like, oh, I want to come. And then I've been like, wait, was that too much? Like, did Mm -hmm. I, should I not have invited myself? You know, like I've been in that situation, but I feel like this is a little pushier then oh it's like this person's significantly pushier. They're inviting themselves over to family events, regular things. Too much. I love, I'm going to go back to unfortunately, it's not possible. I love, unfortunately, it's not possible because in some ways it's even colder than just no. <laughs> in some ways it's not just because you just go, no, can't do it. You just go, unfortunately, that's not possible. And it's so overtly polite that there's no, unless you're really, really clueless, there's no room for like, what did, what did Nick mean? Right. <laughs> Is it possible or it's not really possible? It just kind of, politely just kind of ends everything and it's almost harsher than going no because someone goes no you go what do you mean no what does no mean but if you go <laughs> right it's not possible people go oh, oh okay yeah it shuts you right up yeah but at the end of the day i think offering that clarity is actually the more polite move for everybody involved because mm-hmm. now, now we're, we're not confused we're not confused whether or not i'm still invited or not yeah mm-hmm. yeah you get it my if I came to my therapist and said, they're asking me, they want to come to Thanksgiving and I don't know what to say and I don't want to make them uncomfortable, Gina would say, no, you don't want to be uncomfortable. That's what it is. So you just say what you need. It's not about them. It's you don't want to feel uncomfortable. So you just say, I'm sorry, it's not possible. And Done. very often the anticipation of saying no uh, causes way more anxiety than just rip the bandaid off, mm-hmm. let them know yeah. it's not happening. And now we can all move on. Yes. Nick always says, and this actually sits in my head, um, because I'll hear Nick's voice saying it. He'll say for something like this, he'll say, we don't live in a world where this person just keeps coming over to our house whenever they want. You know what I mean? It's true. If you keep saying yes, they are going to move in with you. Yeah. Right. You just got to cut it out. Yeah. I like that. Absolutely. Related. Let me ask you this one. It's similar to the, uh, to the letter, but uh, it's not them inviting over. So it's uh, the scenario is, oh, let's do this for Lindsay. Lindsay, this is a complete bizarre world where you actually invite me over for dinner. So let's okay. just pretend there that you've actually invited let's me pretend over. pretend that would happen. Pretend okay. that would happen. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, that's great. And then like a day or two before dinner, I text you, go, hey, uh, my buddy Jay is in town. I'm going to invite him too. Is that cool? Are you immediately uncomfortable? 
And are um, you like, oh, is that okay? Or it's like, hey, my friend Jay and his girlfriend are in town, and um, I was going to bring them too. I would just say, I would be like, my place is not like a hosting place. I feel comfortable with mm-hmm. you in my space, but I don't feel comfortable with people that I don't know, yeah. like hosting them in my space, you know? But I feel like I could talk to you about that and that wouldn't make me that uncomfortable because we're close friends. Yeah. Um. So I feel like I could, like I asked you once if Bradley could come over and we were doing like a thing and you were like, no, I think it's just like, it should be like just you and Kels. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that didn't make me uncomfortable because like we're friends and that's, was the dynamic that needed to happen. But I would, I would not be like, sure, have them over unless I was having like a party. If I was having a party and your Mm -hmm. friends were in town and I was like just getting chips or ordering beers and stuff, but it was like cooking dinner. Like, I don't, that's not really my strong suit where I would feel like I would want random people there. You know, it would put way too much pressure on me. So I think I would just tell you that. Okay. I hate when people, invite strangers to things that I've invited them to. It's because they shouldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Leah. It's like, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me really, I'm just like, no, I didn't invite this person. This person can be really awesome. This person can be great. And I still don't care. I still don't want that person there because I don't know. The better way to handle this situation is let's say, I'm invited to your house for dinner. Thank you so much for the invitation. And then now I have some people in town. Mm-hmm. Right. The idea is for me to not now come to you and be like, oh, can I bring these extra people? What I should do is, unfortunately, you invited me to your house. I can't attend now. I turns out I do have the house guests that weekend. I'm so sorry I can't make it. And that inconvenience this has now caused you. Then what you can right. do is you have two choices. You can say, oh, I'm so sorry you can't make it. Totally understand. We'll see you next time. Or you can say, oh, no worries. It's a casual barbecue. Bring them. Yes. But it leaves it up to you in a very non-awkward way yes. to decide what you want to do. People should not That's invite it. themselves to things where they are not the host. And guests are inherently not the host. Yes. And so, yeah, right. that's why it feels rude because, like, as a society for the last couple thousand years, that is not what the host-guest relationship is. That's really yeah. interesting. That's true. 100% the, correct. It's not the guest's uh, purview to invite anyone because they are the guest. Correct. Right. The host gets yeah. to decide who is on the guest list, where the thing is happening, and what it is. And the guests can decide whether or not they want to attend that thing or not. It is not the guest place to modify any of the details of the event. They can't say like, oh, I don't like that restaurant. I don't want to meet you there. They can't say like, oh, I don't want to celebrate it at seven. Can you have your birthday at four? Oh, I don't like your guest list. Can I bring all these other people? Or can you actually not invite this person to your party? None of that is because guests don't have that power. Kirk, I'm learning so much. Like, I, I mean, wow. But you're right. The person should say, I'm sorry. You know, now I have family in town. Yeah. I wish I could be there. And then you give it to the host to decide. It's up to you what they want. And you should be very apologetic for changing your RSVP, which is also rude. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. We had for the wedding, we had, we, Bradley invited his aunt and uncle and they invited like five other people to our wedding. Oh, oh wow. That's and so- I've well, never but did they just show up the day of and you didn't know in advance? No, they RSVP'd them on the website. They added their names to the website. So you didn't feel comfortable going back like, oh, unfortunately, uh, we uh, can't uh, add extra guests. That, sorry, there's confusion. I, did, Kirk, did we talk about this on our podcast? A little bit. We didn't get, dive deep into it though. Because I had the majority of people coming to the wedding Mm -hmm. and my family was so much like, I think I had like two thirds of the people there and Bradley had one third. So like, I didn't feel like it was my job or I didn't feel like I could do that because I had so many more people coming and then to be like, and also you can't have those people. But if Bradley didn't want them, I said to him, like, if you don't want them to come, like, let's figure this out together but like he was like just let it go and it's fine but like i thought it was insane that they did that yes it was like (laughs) yes it was great it was crazy it was totally a major etiquette crime yes and not only that but they hijacked our um photographer and got their christmas photo and then how for her information yes so oh, they invited actually, you know them what? to get the Good Christmas for them. photo. Good for them. <laughs> if you're going to be a bad guest, 
Go all in. I know. Go all in. Yeah. I thought it was crazy, but I also admired how insane it was. They also like, brought I was Tupperware like, and they brought extra dessert <laughs> yeah. home. I wouldn't have been surprised if they did that too. And you know, that's where the flower really, arrangements went. Yep. Really wild. Um, wow. But go bigger. I do home, agree you know with the I mean? idea that it's, I totally agree with you that when it's that, um, I would, we talk about it with mother-in-laws. Like if it's that person's side, then I feel like I don't want to overstep. They should handle it, but I will quietly judge. A hundred percent. And tell, and like, tell other people on a podcast. <laughs> But just to clarify for anybody out there who may be confused about this, the person whose name is on the invitation, that is who is invited. And so if it has your name and another specific name, that's it. There are no guests. There are no children. There's no other people. If it's an guest, then you're welcome to bring a guest of your choosing. Um, If it's just your name on the invitation, you do not have a plus one. And you should not ask. That is specific. Uh, you are not being given a plus one. So and they didn't even ask. Bad. They just put them on there. I mean, it was wild. That is wild. That's wild. It was I, photographer. Oh, oh, do you mind if I just do my Christmas photos at your wedding I, that yeah. I wasn't invited to? Cool, 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 cool. For free? Not just Thanks. that. They got in the photo with us and they were like, can you get out? We need our Christmas photos. <laughs> no, 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 Bradley, no, no, Bradley no. and I, they like pushed us out of their photo. Wouldn't it be amazing to have that part of your brain broken and to go through broken. life yeah. not worried oh about God. etiquette the, at all? The freedom. How freeing. Yeah. So liberating. So freeing. Love Guys, it. thank you so much for doing our podcast. Now, we usually do a What You Eaten. Are we going to do that, Kirk? Let's do it. Now it's time for What You Eaten. What You Eaten. We're going to close out the show as we do every year with a food recommendation. Anything you're currently obsessing over or can recommend based on today's theme. Since today's theme is Thanksgiving, I'll give you guys a sec to think about it. I'll go first as an example. I've said this on the pod many times on Thanksgiving. Uh, when many, many years ago, when uh, my wife and I were just dating and we went to a Friendsgiving in Chicago and it was like, just bring your, bring some food that you made. And I was like, okay, great. And I made homemade garlic bread. And my wife was like, why are you bringing garlic bread to a Thanksgiving? And I said, watch, it will be the first thing that gets eaten. It will get destroyed. And it sure enough did. And I was really proud of it. So my advice is sometimes just bring whatever to Thanksgiving. It's food. It's going to get eaten as long as you bring something. <laughs> I like that. Um, I'm just going to go with. Look, we've tried to make all sorts of different stuffings in our lives, but for me, there's nothing like stovetop stuffing. So don't knock it. Just buy the stovetop stuffing. It's easy to make and it is freaking delicious. I used to, when I used to eat stuffing, I ate stovetop stuffing. It's the best. It's it's yeah, really is actually. It really is the best. Yeah. Um, Nick and Leah, do you have any recommendations for uh, Thanksgiving foods? Can I give you my um, stuffing recipe? Yeah. Yes. Knock it out. Uh, we do two stuffings because my boyfriend also does a stovetop and I do. I, I can't eat wheat. So I I pick my favorite kind of bread that's gluten free. I, I cube it up. I bake it so it gets, you know, crisp and hard the day before. And I season it like with a little oil and some Italian seasoning. Then the next day in a saucepan, you do... Oil, garlic, onions. This is very controversial. Raisins, which I don't like in cookies, but I put, do put them in stuff it. Hypocrite. Then I do, and then I do apples. No, because it's not a dessert. It's okay. a food. And then I do apples, and then I do um, celery, and then I, you know, saute all that. Then I throw in the bread that I baked. And then I take it from the saucepan, put it into the oven. Wow. The apples, I could see working really well. Yeah. Love the apples edition. Leah, what's your favorite gluten-free bread? I think that's important to know. I really like Char. It's Scandinavian, Uh, S-C-H-A-R. I like their multigrain. It really holds together. Like a lot of gluten-free breads are like tapioca. Or yeah. they break up, like they don't hold their form, which I can't handle. So I love a char. And it love doesn't that. come frozen. It comes air packed. 
Ooh. Okay. All right. That's good to know. Nice. Nick, what do you, what about you? I, for me, it's always about mashed potatoes. Uh, unlike some people here, I really think it is the star of the <laughs> wow. meal. I think if you star. didn't have them, I think it would feel empty. I feel like <laughs> there would be a void. Um, and so my tweak is always to add creme fraiche instead Ooh. of uh, like sour cream. Um, and it gives a little tang. And then it also allows you to have that moment in the meal where someone's like, these mashed potatoes are so good. And then you can kind of do that little wink, which is like, oh, well, it's creme fraiche. And so I like having that moment <laughs> that only creme fraiche can bring. So I, I recommend that as a little tweak. And that's what I always think of for Thanksgiving. And you don't push the moment. You wait for the moment to come. Oh, no, you, you have to let it land. Yes. <laughs> yes. You can't solicit it. Otherwise, it loses all value. Someone has yes. to be like, these are so good. What is that? Is that sour cream? And you're like, no, no. It's creme fraiche. Creme fraiche. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Let it sit. Love yep. it. Just let it hang. So speaking of that, Nick, where can they find you? Where can our listeners find you? Oh, well, you can find us at worryraisedbywolves.com and get wherever you get your podcasts. So you can get us. And uh, yeah, check us out. You might uh, enjoy it. And Leah, what about you? I'm also at worryraisedbywolves.com. And we're on Instagram at worryraisedbywolves. Do you want to plug your other handles or just the show? Uh, my Instagram is at Leah Bonema, L-E-A-H-B-O-N-N-E-M-A. Oh, I'm at Nicholas Layton, uh, if you care. <laughs> no obligation. Uh, you can, perhaps it's impossible for you to follow me there. Possibly, yeah, so I was going to say. Possible, and Nick will I'm understand. Sorry, it's not no possible for me to follow you right I now. totally understand. <laughs> So. Oh, can I plug my can I plug my book since it's Thanksgiving yes. episode? Which is the, well, yes. that's what we're here for. Do it. I uh, wrote a holiday book during the pandemic. It's called The Holiday Breakdown because the lead character has a mental breakdown and her car breaks down. Um, <laughs> and I just re- it's just you know it's like a fun uh, silly romance, and it is now available in soft cover. Yes, thank you both for being on the show. That was really awesome. I'm really glad we put this together. That's our show. You can find Food Fight anywhere you listen to us. If you like our show, please subscribe, please share, please tell your friends, and please leave us a review. Whether you use Apple Podcasts to listen to us or you don't, but you do have an Apple ID and it's convenient for you to do so, please go give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you like even more food content, go ahead and follow our Instagram page, The Food Fight Pod, where we have food pics, videos, clips from the show, and all our food polls. And if you have a question, comment, or just want to tell us how wrong we are, send us an email at foodfightthepod at gmail.com and we'll read on the air. Thanks for listening. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. Bye. Happy Thanksgiving.